What's up? How you guys doing? God is good. God is good. Oh, man. Good atmosphere. God is good. First, amen. All right. <laughs> I want to honor my parents right here. Uh, Dr. Herman Cologne and Reverend Yolandita Cologne. And then my brother, Isaac Cologne. I want to honor Daryl. Come on, give it up again for Daryl and the team. The whole L LU team. And last but not least, your own president, President Hagen. Give it up for President Hagen. Bless you, man. Woo! Oh, God, it's good. So real quick, I'm going to share my testimony, uh, my story of how this all came to be. Um, number one, I grew up in the church, right? I grew up in the church. My parents were pastors my, my entire life. So I grew up in this atmosphere of, of church, um, and it was an amazing atmosphere. And I learned so much, but I came to a point in my life where I was um, rebellious, and I chose to leave. I chose to wander off and experiment the things of the world. And that period of my life was four years. And in these four years, I began to pursue different things. I experimented with different things in the world. I experimented with drugs. I experimented with other things that the world could possibly offer me. And I came, you know, I was on a short leash because my parents are prayer warriors. <laughs> They were praying, fasting for me. They knew. They knew the call of God on my life. They knew I couldn't run away from it. And honestly, I feel like I'm hitting some hearts right now, um, even some people here. And so I, I felt like I was running away from my calling on purpose because I didn't want anything to do with it. I felt like I just didn't want to do with it. And so long story short, because of that short leash, I, I gave up. I gave up on running. You know, I say this, you can run, but you can't hide. You could run from God, but, you know, like Jonah, <laughs> we don't want to go there. And then, you know, so you could run, but you can't. So I came, August 12, 2018 was the day I encountered Jesus Christ. And I had this tangible encounter with God. And I just remember his love filling my heart and every preconceived notion, every religious box that I had got in, everything that I thought I knew, all the pride of being a PK and thinking I know it all, all, the, all those things got broken. And I just remember coming to the end of myself and I'm like, wow, I, I just encountered Jesus. I, now, listen, I didn't encounter church in that moment. I did not. I, I, didn't, I didn't even encounter religion. I encountered Jesus and he set me free. I remember, um, you know, throwing my vape in a lake and throwing an ounce of weed down the toilet. And I was like, yeah, this is nothing, man, compared to what I just encountered. And I'm going to live a life that's worth the price that Jesus paid on the cross, which is a life that's free. And so all that to say, that is my story in a nutshell um, and just to share with you guys. Now, today, I just really want to talk about, so I'm an evangelist. I preach the gospel, and I preach the gospel to Christians because we don't move on from the gospel. Because once you've received from the gospel and got saved, you don't just move on and say, oh, that's just a message for unbelievers. No, it's a message for you too. And it's the point of the whole Bible is the gospel, which made Jesus Christ has made you friends of God. Matthew or Romans 5.11 says, which is the point of scripture. Jesus came to make man in relationship with God the Father. And it's just the it's a beautiful message. It's not just one day that you die, you get to go to heaven. 
But it's that the Holy Spirit, the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, can live inside of you now. Because he didn't send the Holy Spirit up. He sent them down. And he's here with us today. And you could do signs, wonders, and miracles through the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. You could save your generation from the pit of hell through the power of the Holy Spirit. And when I figured that out, I was like, man, this is crazy. I'm going to go anywhere. And uh, be careful when you pray that. You know, Lord, send me anywhere. I ended up in Pakistan. And uh, it was, uh, but it was powerful. I loved it. You know, almost died three times. Praise God. But God is good. And saw hundreds of people saved, 17 people baptized. Most of the people were uh, previous Muslims. And they got born again and encountered Jesus, encountered the love of God. And it was just so powerful to see that, um, you know, I turned 19 years old there. And so that's a wow for a lot of people. And um, Lord sent me there, turned 19 there, and the Lord had me preaching the gospel there. And I'm like, Lord, I prayed this prayer. I was like, Lord, send me anywhere. I'll go anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I ended up here. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And it was a paid trip and everything. It was powerful. I raised, 20, I think it was $2,000 in 24 hours, got my passport, everything, like in less than two weeks. And it was a miracle. It was a miracle from God. But all that to say, you can do that too. You, I'm not just something special. I'm not just because I was a PK and all that and I got legacy or whatever that may be. You got the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And that very Holy Spirit lives inside of you. But as I was praying, I was like, Lord, what do I, what do I speak on? And I felt the need to preach the gospel. Amen. You see, I love preaching the gospel. But you know why? Because the gospel shows you the price that Jesus paid and it reflects onto you are you living the price that's, are you living a life that's worth the price that he paid? Think about that. Hold on, let's, let's marinate on that. Are you living a life right now, today, that's worth the price that he paid? What do you mean, Lamuel? What, what do I mean? I mean, are you living a life that's free? Jesus said he came to take away, right? John the Baptist said, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Meaning he didn't just come to cover your sin or to forgive you like the blood of bulls and goats did. His blood removes that thing. As, right? His blood washes you from head to toe and makes you white as snow. His blood does everything you could ever imagine. And the problem with a lot of Christians these days, they're living in condemnation. So they're, they, they're going to heaven, praise God. But they're on the earth living a miserable life. And I'm going to say this right now, all in love. If your Christian life is boring, it's not God, it's you. If your Christian life is boring, it's not God, it's you. I need a marinade on that one too. So think about that. If your Christian life is boring right now, it's, 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 it goes, it points back to you. Don't point it to God. It's, it's, it's something you have to recognize and do something about. And so when I realized that, I was like, man, I'm going to go all in for Jesus and I'm going to surrender my life to him. You know, there's a lot of Christians who are Christians for 50 years and still haven't surrendered their life to Jesus. Meaning they still hold their life. They're still hanging on to their life. They're still, they're still doing what they want to do, not what God told them to do. They're still living their own purpose, not the purpose that God wants them to do. And it's really sad because yes, they'll go to heaven, but, but we'll be judged by what we do on the earth. And we have the Holy Spirit. We have everything it takes. Second Peter says you have everything it takes 
to live a godly life. That's what Second Peter says. So I'm going to read some scripture right now because I believe this is um, powerful. When I received this revelation that you can be free from sin, before I used to be like, no, there's no way. There's no way I could be free from sin. You know, we live in a fallen world. Yeah, yeah, you're right about that. But the fact that Jesus came to set you free, many Christians don't believe that. So we live a life that's full of condemnation. Every time we slip up into sin, we own it and we get condemned and shame, guilt, and condemnation comes. And it says you're not worthy of the price that Jesus paid and you're living with your head down and you're like, I don't know if I'm a good Christian now. And, and that is the goal of the enemy to, to, to make Christians live in shame, guilt, and condemnation. But, it's, but the good news is this. You can be free 100% from sin and shame, 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 guilt, and condemnation. Okay? Why, how? The blood of Jesus. When you say, I'm not, I can't be free. How can I be free? I'm just a filthy old sinner saved by the string of grace. That's actually not biblical. I could hear a pin drop right now. Yeah, I know. A lot of Christians grow up with this, the, the slave mentality, the sin mentality. And people are like, oh, it's selfish that you say that you're not a sinner. I was like, what's more selfish? Me looking in the mirror and seeing what I've done or me looking in the mirror and seeing what he's done? One more time. Me looking in the mirror and seeing what I've done. I'm a filthy sinner. Look at me. I'm just, oh, look at me. Look at me. When I'm like, look at what Jesus did. I'm washing the blood of Jesus. I'm clean. I'm pure, righteous, and holy through the blood. That is good news. And if you get that good news and you hold on to it and you receive revelation about it, you will live a life free. You'll live a life that's worth the price that Jesus paid, which is a life that's free, which is a life that, that not just you're free, but you set other people free. Because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. And the truth will set you free. And so we see a pattern of scripture. You could be free. And not many people believe that because they live a life in shame, guilt, and condemnation. And they believe the lie that they cannot be free. But the fact that you say you can't be free is actually you disrespecting what Jesus did on the cross. You're literally spitting on the cross saying what you did wasn't enough for me to be free. That's what you're doing when you say I can't be free from sin. And it's hard. And it's a good reality to take in because I preach to people my age and older. And the main pattern I see with Christians my age is that they're living a life in sin, which basically means they don't know him. And I'll bring that up in scripture just now. Oh, Jesus. <sighs> Buckle up. God is good. All the time. Okay. Sorry, is that something you guys do here? All right. Figured it out the hard way. <laughs> All righty, 1 John, 1 John 3, 6. This changed my life. Also, I encourage you as homework, read the book of 1 John. It's only a couple chapters. It's not going to hurt you. It's really easy. Just read the book of 1 John every week, every day. It's going to change your life because it shows you what Jesus did for us. So 1 John 3, 6. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Pause. Seen him, in other words, encountered him. Known him, in other words, built relationship with him after they encountered him. So if you're living, continue to sin, and you call yourself a born-again believer, you just don't, you haven't seen God, and you don't know him. Now, this is hard to take, and it's a hard pill to swallow, because when I ask a lot of Christians, hey, you know God? And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know God. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Like, like okay, what does that 
does your lifestyle reflect the fact that you know God? Or is, it, is your head big and your heart is small? What's going on here? You got all this head knowledge or no heart revelation that brings transformation? Because information plus revelation equals transformation. So the information you receive from learning at this school and the theolo- and theology and the doctrine, but if you don't match that with the heart of God and the Holy Spirit that lives inside you, if the Holy Spirit, the author of what you read, doesn't quicken what you read, you won't receive revelation, therefore you won't be transformed. You have to marry information with the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And when I learned that, it changed my life. And as a PK, I could say I know it all because I, you know, I could recite scriptures and all that because my dad's a self-taught theologian, like, <laughs> you know. But the fact of the matter is you have to own it. It has to be your own. And as I speak, you're going to begin to feel the Holy Spirit's conviction. Don't, don't trade that for condemnation. This is not condemnation. This is an invitation. I'm inviting you into a place so you can understand truth from a different perspective, not from the perspective you may have grown up learning. And so this powerful scripture, I'm going to read it one more time. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. And it goes on to say, dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. He who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. That is hard. So if you keep on sinning, you're, it, that's what it's saying. And it's, it's a hard reality to take in. But there's also... Christians that don't believe they could ever be free, as I mentioned before, and my question is why? Why do you believe that? Why do you believe that? There's a generation crying out for freedom, and you have it in your own, in your own heart, and you just don't realize it. You have it in your own Bible, but you just don't realize it. And there's a generation, thank you, bro, there's a generation crying out for freedom. There's a generation committing suicide every minute. There's a generation stuck in depression and stuck in anxiety. And we have the solution. What are we going to do about it? Are we going to be selfish and keep it to ourselves? We have to share this good news. The good news that Jesus came to set mankind free from the sting of death, the sting of sin. And it's rough. I, every time I come to Minnesota and I preach a message like this, it just feels like I'm going like this, ruffling through feathers. I don't know quite why, how, but it's just a, a paradigm that needs to be shifted within the body of Christ for people to realize the fullness of what Jesus did for them. I don't, know, I don't get why we don't believe the fullness of what Jesus did for you. And so people are just, just wanting to go to heaven and wait till, they're, till they die, which I'm not against that. Obviously, we're getting there. But the fact that you're waiting to die to get there says a lot. Is death really your savior? Is death really your savior? Are you waiting till you die to live a, a sinless life when Jesus paid a price on the earth, sent the Holy Spirit on the earth so you could be free on the earth? I'm telling you, if you get this, 
it changes everything. If you get this, you could change a generation. If you get this, you could change the world. If you get this, our city will be flipped upside down with the gospel. You know why? Because you know who you are. I want to ask you, who are you? Think about this. Who am I? Think about it for a sec. Just who am I? Well, I'm this. No. Who are you really to the root? Who are you? What, does, what do you believe about yourself? Do you, do you believe you're free? Do you believe you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus like the Bible says you are? Do you believe that? It's real hard. It's real hard to believe at first when you grew up in a place where doesn't, they don't teach that. And I don't know why, but the point is, you can believe it so you can change a generation. The Bible says, greater is he that lives in you than he that lives in the world. If you understand who lives in you, you will change the world. One more time. He that lives in you is greater than he that lives in the world. If you catch that revelation, and don't, don't just say it off the top of your head, but believe it in your heart and realize who lives inside of you, you could change the world. I believe I'm in a room full of world changers, and there's a select few that are burning revivalists that want to see revival come everywhere they go. And I'm a burning revivalist. I, I, everywhere I go, I want to see the body of Christ revived, their heart revived everywhere they go. I mean, even Jesus said out of his own mouth, even greater things shall you do that I'm going to the Father. In other words, that the Holy Spirit's coming down. Because when he went to the Father, guess what else is coming down? The Holy Spirit. And so he said, even greater works shall you do that I'm going to the Father. If we actually believe that, we will be seeing miracles on a daily basis. And the Bible also says, these signs will follow them that who? Believe. And it goes on to say they shall cast out, they shall heal the sick, all the, so on and so forth. We've gone so far from that that signs don't, don't follow us. Maybe it's just because we're unbelievers. We just don't believe. Maybe you're a believer, but you just don't believe in the works. Because the sign of a believer is that signs follow. One more time. The sign of a true believer is that signs follow them. Are signs following you? Reevaluate yourself. Lord, do I really believe in what you said there? Because we choose to believe certain scriptures in our Bible, but when it comes to scriptures like these, we're like, yeah, that was just for that day. You know, that was just to confirm the gospel in that day. Well, what, what's, what are we using to, for, to confirm the gospel in 2022? And, and I get this, that many people believe different, but I don't, I don't understand. It's all right here. And so my challenge to you is reevaluate your heart. Do you really believe? Do you really know God? Many people, it's easy to say you believe. It's easy to say you know God. But if your lifestyle doesn't reflect the, the fact that you know God and believe in God, I question whether you believe in God and know God. And that is a hard pill to swallow for the body of Christ. Well, my call is for the youth. I love college-age students. I'm one myself. And I... Um, my heart burns to see my generation. My heart burns to see my generation. I remember the day I encountered God, and I was like, Lord, I'm going to do everything it takes to win my generation for Jesus. And it's not that I'm an evangelist. It's I'm a burning, I'm a burning witness. I mean, people write me off, oh, it's because you're an evangelist. It's because you're an evangelist. No. Before I'm an evangelist, I'm a son. I have a loving father. And I'm seated in heavenly places, blessed with every spiritual blessing in every high place according to the book of Ephesians. Come on. And if you really believe that, 
you could change the world. So you got a decision today to believe in that. You really do. And I feel like this is setting a lot of people free because not many people say this, but I, I live in Dallas and, and this message is being preached and it's setting a lot of people free and it's sending world changers across the planet to raise up people who know who they are. The foundation to your Christian life is identity. That's why the devil has attacked, attacked identity. So you have to know who you are. And I'm not talking about the other stuff. I'm talking who you are. Are you a daughter and son who's filled with the Holy Spirit, who has all the authority of Christ dwelling inside of you? Man, it's something to believe. <laughs> all right, I'm going to look at this. So 1 John 3, 5 now, it says, You know that he appeared in order to take away sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. Jesus. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him, right? We just read that. So he came in order to take away. So many of us treat the blood of Jesus like the blood of bulls and goats. What does the blood of bulls and goats do? The blood of bulls and goats from the old covenant, it temporarily covers your sin. But the blood of Jesus eternally removes your sin. So we're treating, we're living a life from forgiveness to forgiveness to forgiveness. Oh, I messed up, forgive. I messed up, forgive. I messed up, forgive. When the Bible says repent, which means change the way you think. It's like, oh, that's not who I am. This is who I am. That's repentance right there. You're realizing who you really are, which is truly believing in your heart. Man, that, that word repent has been abused. But it just means that you need to change the way you think about yourself. And it, needs, it means you need to change the way you think about sin. That's not who I am. I was created in his image, his likeness. And it's so good. I can't hold but to smile because this has changed my life. And if it changed mine, guess who else it could change? You, yeah, you. You got it. Nice, awesome. God is so good. So Jesus didn't just come to forgive your sin. He came to remove it. But if you live in the hamster cycle of forgiveness, 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 I messed up forgiveness, I messed up forgiveness, I'm, you're just abusing it, abusing the system. Forgiveness is meant to change you into the person that God has created you to be through the cross, which is a person set free, not in a hamster cycle of sin, but in a hamster cycle filled with him. That's so good. That's so good. Can I come down here? I don't like preaching to people. I like talking to people, so I'm going to just talk to you. I feel like people our generation just get that more when we, like, talk. No one preaching at you, but, yeah, anyways. Um, sorry. So, yeah, what do you guys think about that? Is that cool? Does that make sense? Has anyone heard this before? I mean, it's in your Bible. All right. Sorry. It's good news. Change your life. You're waiting to get to heaven when heaven's waiting to get inside of you. Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm, so good. So good. So my question is, from this day forward, what are you going to do? What are you going to do differently? I challenge you. Surrender everything. You think you know God? Break that box. You got God in a box. You, th you think you got him all figured out in your three-pound brain. 
It's not going to work out. He's bigger than that. Break that religious box in your mind. Say, Lord, I may not know you, but I want to. Say that prayer, and it will change your life. There's, a, there's only a select few in here that will really get what I'm saying and actually change the world. I want all of you to get it, though. But the point of this is to live a life free, knowing who you are in Christ, knowing what the Word of God says, knowing the price that Jesus paid for you on the cross, and living a life that's worth the price that He paid on the cross, therefore living a life that could change a generation, and never relaxing the standard. Oh, I'm going to say that again. Never relax the standard of the Bible. So the Bible set the bar for us, man, but we, in 2022, the body of Christ set the bar so low. I mean, it says, these signs will follow them that believe in the first bar that's set high is casting out demons. Do we even do that these days? Oh, I don't know about that, brother. I don't know if they do that these days. Look, man, just believe. Get your, get your unbelief out of here. Just believe. Just believe. People believe enough to get to heaven, but don't believe enough for heaven to get inside of them. And that's what we need. The kingdom is not a matter of talk, but of power. Romans 15, 19, Paul says that he went about preaching the gospel, and the, signs were, the gospel that he preached was confirmed by the signs, wonders, and miracles. What's the gospel that you preach? And that's not to condemn you. This is an invitation, not a condemnation. You could choose one of two things. You could walk out here, Take this message and believe it in your heart and go change the world. And pretty soon I'm going to do a little quick call for the people that this is really, I mean, this is for everyone, but there's some people, man, that it's just like, that's everything. I'm going after that with everything in me. Many people are not ready. Um, and that is what it is. But I'm going to do a call in a, in a minute. And I really want you guys to respond. I only want the hungry ones to respond. You heard that? The hungry ones, right? There's hungry ones in here. There's ones that said, Lord, I want everything you have for me. I'm going after everything you said in the Bible I could go after. I'm going to change my generation. I'm going to heal the sick. I'm going to preach the gospel. Just be a witness. People write themselves off. Oh, he's an evangelist. Let the evangelist preach the gospel. No, you're a witness. What do witnesses do? They can't hold themselves but open their mouth and tell, about, tell, them, tell them about the one that saved them. When you encounter God, how can you keep your mouth, mouth shut about that? I encountered God. I, you know, when you encounter Michael Jordan, you're going to tell, I met Michael Jordan. Or you're going to post it on your Instagram, your little selfie. I'm, I, I took a selfie. We don't do that with God these days. Oof, so convicting, man. I feel it. I feel, I'm, I'm burning with you too. Oh, I'm preaching to myself too. So all that to say this. You have a decision to make. This is all out of love, no condemnation. What you've been feeling this entire time of me preaching or talking to you is conviction. Conviction is meant for you to respond. It's not, you know, many people take conviction, they feel convicted, feel, and don't respond on it, therefore it turns to condemnation. Conviction is meant for you to respond and say, God, I'm going to give you everything. I'm going to turn everything to you. I'm going to win my generation if it's the last thing I do. And there's a couple of revivalists. I asked the Lord what he's going to do on this campus. I just came back from ORU uh, last, um, yeah, last week. I was just visiting. The Lord is doing crazy stuff there. 
And I'm like, Lord, what are you doing in campuses across America? And he says, I'm sending revival, but only to the burning ones and hungry ones. And those hungry ones are going to multiply. And their campus is going to be filled with the prayer movement. And last uh, two weeks ago, actually, I was here. And I went to the upper room, and it was empty. And it kind of, you know, I don't know, maybe it was the wrong time for people to be there. I don't know if classes, but it kind of broke my heart. The upper room was empty. And I'm like, man, there should be burning ones interceding for revival on their campus. Like, how are you going to change this city? Are you just passing through just to get your diploma? Is that what you're doing? Or, or, or your degree? Is that what you're doing? You're just passing through? No, God sent you here for a reason. And the reason is that beyond of what you can see. The reason is to change the student body. And I believe, I was praying last night, I felt like the Lord showed me that the freshmen are going to really take a hold of this. Because the, the Bible speaks out of the, you know, Bible, I love this. He speaks out of the mouth of babes. The Bible says that. He speaks out of the little ones, the, the, the ones that they never even thought. That, you know, they would have thought, you know, a big guy that's been in ministry for 20 years would speak, or 30, 50 years. But then you got the little guy that's just been burning for a month. It's like, hey. And then revival breaks through him. And it's crazy that you got a 19-year-old telling this, because out of the mouth of babes, the Lord speaks. And so... I'm doing this to encourage you. I'm doing this to poke the lion that's inside of you and to call you higher into who God has called you to be. And so I want everyone to stand up. Does this sound good? Is it good? What do y'all think? Can I get some feedback real quick? It's cool? Making sense? I just feel like when you guys stood up, a lot of freedom just happened. Like just you standing up, there's things coming off your mind that you believed about yourself that you don't believe anymore. Praise God. So how about this? We're gonna, I'm going to pray for you as a student body, and then I'm going to call up the burning ones, those who feel called to bring revival everywhere they go, who are not going to relax the standard that the Bible put who are not going to believe the lies that the devil says, who are going to do the things that God has called them to do, regardless of the circumstance that they live in, I'm going to call them. And those ones are going to, are going to change this campus for the glory of God. So right now, just close your, hand, uh, close your eyes and put your hands before you. And as I pray, the Holy Spirit is going to descend like he has already. You're going to feel a fresh wave of his presence. So, Father, I thank you that you touch him right now in Jesus' name. Thank you for your presence. Fill this room with your glory right now in Jesus' name. Convict hearts. Convict hearts, Lord. Do your work in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, touch them. Raise them up. Yeah, just receive. Just receive the presence of God. Just receive. Don't be close to it. Be open to it. Receive his presence. Many of you are going to feel like the Lord is speaking to you already, giving you visions of what you're called to do. Many of you are feeling in your heart what, what you need to do. The Lord is telling you your next steps. Many people in here feel stuck in their faith. God is taking you out of that rut right now. You feel stuck. Who feels stuck? Just raise your hand. Yeah. You don't have to be scared. Well, from this day forward, you won't be stuck because God said so. So right now, I break off every condemnation from the past. You, you are not what your past says you are. 
What you did in the past is what you did in the past. But what you do in the future is what you do in the future. So let's focus on the future because your past has nothing new to say. So, Father, I thank you right now in Jesus' name. You set them free right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, touch them now. Holy Spirit, touch them now. Yes, 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 yes. Some people are calling you to be... So some people, God is calling you to be a missionary. Some people, God is calling you to to travel the nations, and you don't feel qualified. You say, why me, God? I'm not qualified. I don't know who I am. I've done too much to go to the nations. I've sinned too much. I've done this. I've done that. And God's like, I still chose you. You're still going. Ooh, I feel the presence of God. So Holy Spirit, touch them right now. Right now, right now, more, more. Increase your presence, Father. Yeah. Jesus' name. Now, for those who feel burning, you just feel this burning, you feel this desire, you feel this, you're like, man, I want what that guy has. If that's you, I want you to come up right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touch him, Holy Spirit. Touch him. Touch him. In Jesus' name. Come on. You're the one that God has chosen to change your campus. You're the one that God has chosen to change your generation. You're the one that God has chosen. Come on, believe it. God has chosen you for such a time as this. God has chosen you to change your family. God has chosen you to raise up an army that believe the Bible. Come on, come on. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. More, 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 more. In Jesus' name. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jesus' name. Yeah, 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 yes, yes, yes. More, 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 more. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Just cry out, cry out. Touch him, Holy Spirit. Touch him, touch him, touch him. If I could have my parents come and help pray. My parents can come and help pray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just ask the Lord. Say, Father, thank you that you chose me. Father, thank you that I'm pure, righteous, and holy through the blood of Jesus. Come on, just open your mouth. Open your mouth and thank him. Open your mouth in Jesus' name. Yeah, yes, 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 yes.